What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition, episode 66. I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold. My co-host, Griffin Warner, is here. And God damn it, do we have a doozy. We are fresh off of Game Force finish in the Yankees-Guardians series. Griff, I can breathe for a few more hours. And the next thing you know, everyone will be listening to this episode. And they'll be looking forward to Game 5 of this series. I'm just happy that the Yankees hopes are still alive i'm i mean i'm i'm glad i feel like it would have been a very somber episode tonight if uh the guardians had taken care of business um i mean josh naylor rocking the baby i don't know if that was directed at his own children if he has any or if that was at rocking the garrett cole baby because he's a he's a big boy to, to rock um and he i think got two wins against the guardians in the series so i'm not really sure what that was all about but um Best bets went one on one on Friday. Um, I took a winner on Friday. I wish I had just played Shane Bieber. That would have been easier, um, though it did go to extra innings. But under six and a half came through. You had an over in the Dodgers, which didn't hit on Friday, but did hit on Saturday um, for anybody that was maybe doubling up and just uh, rolling it over Kelly criterion style. Um, but, I mean, it was crazy, crazy weekend of of baseball, I got to say. I mean – the Phillies and the Padres are not the best teams in the NL. It's a joke to me that they're available, but that's what five game series do. And uh, maybe <laughs> a little getting hot. Yeah, man. Griff, this is the beauty of the postseason at its finest that any team has a shot, including the freaking Phillies and the Padres. And we will be breaking down a little bit of those teams that are still, that are still thriving that are still out there. We will definitely be breaking down the Phillies and Padres NLCS. We do have the opening game, game one starters already set out for the most part. And then, of course, we'll be breaking down and giving our series pick, or not a series pick, our best bet pick for the Yankees and Guardians game five. That's the only game on Monday. But Griff, I feel like we should start off with game four here. How does that sound? Go ahead. Um, tell tell us how you really feel. Well, do we have four hours to talk about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, no, no. We'll, we'll be we'll be rather quick, but I do want to voice my opinion on this. This was like a pinstripe moment, as as corny as that sounds, and I know it's very corny for some I mean, listeners. I don't out know there. how you can get cornier than that. What it's is the a most corny moment? Like, did you earn your pinstripes? As the joke goes, but. To all Yankee fans, that is a legit statement. Have you earned your pinstripes? And I do consider that a joke as as sometimes, but literally, like Garrett Cole is the ace that the Yankees paid for, and he had another great performance. He did a great performance in game one, and then in, in game four tonight, he absolutely shoved, and he threw out a absolute, I think, an historic pitching performance because this was a do-or-die game with the best one of the best teams in the league and up, up against a team that clearly clearly cannot hit and we saw a lot of things happen Bader went homer again Bader's having himself a great series Josh Naylor thinking he's he, he is Oh God, I hate that guy so much now I was a fan <laughs> of him I hate him so much good for him he getting a little off his chest, you know, thinks he's a high and mighty, but Cole has diced up your team left and right. And I can't take the fucking bloopers anymore. It's killing me. All they get is bloop singles after bloop triples, bloop singles, bloop singles. It's killing me, but I'm happy with how the bullpen was organized tonight because in game three, don't know what the hell Boone was doing when Clay Holmes was available, didn't go to him. That was controversial. And then he comes out tonight, gets the job done with two strikeouts, and then Wandy Peralta with the fastest one, two, three, ninth inning I've seen all year long. Pretty happy about it. And another thing to note, IKF not in the lineup tonight. I think Boone, Cashman, the whole Yankee organization's had enough of his defense costing the Yankees games. He set out tonight. Cabrera was at short tonight, turn a couple double plays, some nice plays at short. 
Guerrero is a regular infielder. And then it's been announced already tonight after game four that IKF will be sitting the bench again and Cabrera will be playing short. As Boone said, yeah, probably in the case of will Cabrera be starting over IKF. That means you goddamn right because that bum ass is going to be out at shortstop again. I might have a fucking heart attack. But overall, I'm happy. Um, was definitely stressed. I did not leave the seat I was in all freaking day because I watched some football and I watched the Yankees from the first pitch to the last. Sorry for rambling so long, but uh, Griff, give me your thoughts on this performance. What stands out? Is there anything that needs to be fixed for game five on either side? Let the people know. Huh? Um, well, I'm happy uh, to get, I mean, more games is better. I feel like if you're the Astros, you're loving every, every single pitch that is thrown in addition uh, because that just makes them even that more sitting on their uh, hanging out doing their simulated games or whatever, no stress, just hanging out, waiting for the pitchers to uh, exhaust their arms that much more. Um, It's really good for the Astros. Um, But I mean, this is going to be a big game tomorrow. I mean, I was expecting that there might even be a day off until Tuesday, but um, I guess we're going back to back. I mean, the rain out was really threw things off in this series, I think, but um, and ultimately that just brings me back to the guardians and, and how they care about the series, because ultimately we'll get to, to best bets later in the show, but certainly we're going to talk about, uh, the matchup on Monday. Cause it's the only one we really have a line for. We're going to project out game one in the, uh, the Phillies Padres game, but, um, that's at best me putting a line out there. Cause there doesn't seem to be anything available as we speak. Um, but I feel like the Guardians, I mean, I touched on this at the beginning. Um, I don't like to repeat myself, but I feel like it's worth it because Shane Bieber is not going to, I don't think he's going to go on two days rest tomorrow, or he's certainly not going to start this game. Uh, it looks like Aaron Savale is visiting Jamison Tyone, who also came in in relief. So that's going to be a little bit of a weird situation. But essentially, it's a bullpen game, um, and that's going to determine these two teams and their playoff lives and really the end of their season. Um, and I feel like this could have gone a way different way. Um, I also don't like how the guardians kind of refused to work counts on uh Wandy Peralta t- tonight because it was they made if man. they made him work, dude, and he would have to go three days in a row, that could have been a really big benefit to them. But they just were swinging first pitch. I know we got two outs in the first three pitches in the inning. Um, and that basically forces someone to take that fourth pitch so you can throw it right down the middle, especially with a two run lead. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like the guardians just didn't really, they got off to a bad start tonight and really couldn't recover. Um, and that speaks to their offense. It speaks to yeah. Garrett Cole. Um, uh, but I don't think Cole's coming back tomorrow. I think, um, probably both. I mean, they said during the broadcast that they didn't want to use Clay Holmes back to back, but I think that's out the window. I also think Monty Peralta will be used on three days in a row. If, uh, probably don't want to, but if, if they need to, um, I think it'll be there. The only people I see really unavailable are Quantrill, Morris from the Guardians, maybe Plesak because he's a starter, um, and then Garrett Cole, really. So full bullpens, I, I still prefer – I mean, in a close game late, tie game, I think even on the road, I think the Guardians have a really good chance based on their bullpen. Emmanuel Classe should be more than uh, ready to go. What are you smiling about? Well, we just talked about Wandy, dude. He threw seven pitches tonight. So he's yeah. all ready. He's ready to go tomorrow. I mean, you have – what do you throw, 20 pitches in the bullpen? But, that you know, that doesn't fucking count. I mean, but he pitched, he threw a lot of pitches uh, on Saturday night. So, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. that was probably because I, I want to say he was like working into his third inning, if I remember correctly. Um, and he was rolling. And then they, I think Boone, because he doesn't trust his bullpen, left him in there. Despite being a lefty, I know he gets righties out, has reverse splits apparently, but like left him in there for a very right-handed top of the Guardians lineup. And I feel like that's kind of where yesterday's game slipped. Honestly, the, the Yankees could have won the series already. He threw 27 on Saturday and seven tonight. I think he's more than ha- more than ready to go again. I was very, I, w- I was a little confused on why they didn't work counts at all in the ninth inning. It, what that that's that's the mo for the Guardians. They work counts, foul pitches off, work at, work at bats, and get little singles to the opposite field bloop singles. That's what that's what they do. And I'm very surprised with, you know, they had you know. Um, What's his name? Fucking um, Jimenez was up there, and you had other you have other pretty good hitters in the ninth inning, ready to go, down by two. Anything that happened, 
didn't happen. But, you know, speaking of the next game tomorrow, Aaron Savali, he hasn't pitched since October 5th. That's when he went six innings, struck out nine. Probably his, yeah, it's. I'm guessing it's the Royals. Correct. It was against the Royals. He threw, that was his third straight quality start and third straight W all on four days rest. So Savali, I I can't see him going more than two innings. I don't think Francona will allow it. I don't care if it's too shut out. I think he's going to be happy with going with the million arms that he has in that bullpen. I'm I'd be worried if you're a Guardians fan or you like betting if you want to bet on the this game. If the Yankee lineup can jump early on Savali pitching in the Bronx, look, you what you can say whatever about pitching the Bronx. I think it's a fucking firm believer that it's not easy pitching the Bronx at night in the postseason. That place is going to be fucking rocking. So I think it's a totally different ball game. Tyone, on, on the other hand, he has been used out of the bullpen and will be starting. I don't know how he'll be used. I am assuming it might be the similar type of role. Maybe he goes three innings. I've heard that Nestor is ready to go, and I'm sure Nestor will be pitching in that game tomorrow. And then the rest of the guys are all hands on deck, except for Cole, of course. So it's going to be a very interesting. I'm very excited. I'm also extremely nervous. I barely was breathing tonight because this could have been it. But the Yankees are live, and this has been a – Really unexpected series. I said it would be a competitive series. I didn't think the Yankees and Guardians would go five games. I don't think anybody saw that going five games. Did you see it going five games? I mean, considering I gave out a best bet of the Guardians winning this series, which they're still in the ball game, I gotta say. I mean, I, I feel like if you if you followed my my numbers, I want to see if I can find a series price right now. I don't I, see look, I, I, I agree. This shit ain't you definitely you could definitely hedge off that Guardians exposure and probably make a small amount of coin, not a lot, but um, I mean, you don't even need a series price. You could just bet the guardians, but um, you know, I think from where I sit, so I'm curious, can you, can you restate for the people what you're expecting from uh, Tyone? I, I think Tyone would go at, at maybe three or four innings. Maybe I'm he not just, sure. How- he just pitched in relief in the extra inning game. Just that one inning, right? And uh, yeah. How many pitches was it? I'm not, uh, Unfortunately, where I'm looking does not have postseason stats, which is just like uh, give me one second. Tyone, I'm looking at the wrong game. Okay. Uh Tyone, I'm assuming, yeah, he pitched in game three. No, game two. Yeah. Game and two. he, he pitched. He didn't make it out of the inning. He left three hits, two earned runs in that game. And then Tyone. And he threw 18 pitches, 12 strikes. He is more than capable of throwing at least three innings. Uh, yes, he did not get an out. That's right. Yes. There's been a lot of baseball, guys. And we're, we it's it's been a lot of baseball, a lot of different scores, a lot of extra innings. I can see Tyone going three or four innings. Maybe four could be maybe the max out of him. You know, he doesn't have over, overpowering stuff, not strikeout pitcher. He's going to get ground balls, fly balls. It's just it's tough to be a fly ball pitcher at Yankee Stadium. We all know that. And then I'm gonna maybe assume that Cortez is the first guy out of the pen, and then he can go as long as he can go. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Any why, last thoughts why, on this? Why just why not start Cortez? Like what are what are we messing with? Why don't we just? I, uh, I mean, he pitched. So I mean, he pitched Bieber against Bieber on Friday. So. Oh boy, we got a 59 yarder to see if Dallas covers the spread here. You, if you're ahead of me, please don't tell me. But I really uh, I turned it off. In. Okay. Um, I just like, I mean, if Nestor's available, why don't why not start him? I agree. I, I'm I'm interested to, to hear the reasons why that Tyone is gonna be starting in front of them, but we don't want to prolong this any any longer here. Let me read a quick ad for you guys, and then we'll jump into some of the teams that are still. In the postseason, have advanced a lot of surprising teams that are still available here in the postseason. But if you guys would like to play a free chance to win a thousand dollars cash, listen up right now. Beat Mackenzie Rivers MBA contest $500 first place and a $500 bonus. Mackenzie Rivers earned a profit of 64 MBA units last season. For this, beat Mackenzie Rivers MBA contest. 
the contestant earns the most NBA units wins $500 cash. The winner earns more units than McKenzie did last year. Then the contest winner gets an additional $500. And for everybody at home that's good at math, that is $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find McKenzie Rivers NBA contest. Don't wait. The NBA action tips off this Tuesday. Join today for a chance to win $1,000 cash. It's free to do it. Go do it right now. Griff, let's talk about the Philadelphia Phillies and how they absolutely kicked the Dixon of the Atlanta Braves. The most surprising, I think, of the of the series, in my opinion, the Braves have owned the Phillies all year, and then the Phillies are just catching fire in the postseason. We just talked about it. You know, anybody, any team can catch fire in the postseason. It doesn't matter who you are, and clearly the Phillies are doing that. In the deciding game four, seal of the deal win. Rio Muto had a hell of a day. Hoskins had a great series. Harper, homers. Harper, I think, batted 500 in the series. The pitching staff pitched great. Nola and Wheeler diced up the Braves. Strider got rocked. Absolutely got shelled. And the most impressive thing for me is the bullpen for the Phillies has been proving me wrong every step of the way. What are your thoughts? I know you're shaking your head about the Dallas game. I apologize. That, <laughs> it's that you're- okay. It's okay. Just a lot of a lot of money lost today on missed field goals, unfortunately. Um, what are your yeah, thoughts I mean, on the Braves and Phillies? Yeah, the Phillies. Uh, I mean, shocked that they're here. Um, did did play them to win that first round series against the Cardinals, but I thought that's because the Cardinals were one of the worst teams in the playoffs. Um, but the Phillies felt like another bad team, but they got through the Braves, which was really impressive. Hard to do, also. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things where incredible performance. Um, I really, I think the, um, the, the Phillies, it's weird because they didn't really hit very well. Um, they hit Strider really hard, as you mentioned, um, but they were pretty quiet offensively for a lot of, um, the playoffs and yet have won five games, uh, in five tries, right? Did they sweep the Braves? Did I get that? They went, they won three out of four. Okay. So they've won five out of six with, I'm not really even sure what offense to speak of. Like Kyle Schwarber didn't do much. So, I mean, it's just really one of those things where I I feel like the Phillies kind of got here through smoke and mirrors, but they still have a really good starting rotation with um, Wheeler, who looks like he, since they didn't play game five, it seems like he will be available to start game one, which is huge. And then, um, also, Aaron Nola game two, it looks like, if, if that's how it aligns or, or something like that. It's also a little different because we're going to seven-game series. I think you need three starters here. In yeah, it's going to be Suarez in game three, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't love that. But, I mean, the Phillies are the better lineup of, of the two lineups here. Oh God, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. it's not even close. No, and, but so, this is the thing, though. It's like the Padres are the what we're, it's what we're talking about. Anything can happen. There's these random dudes on the Padres are just getting shit done. Grisham's still doing it. Crawling I mean, worth. Trent Grisham, like, winning the Dodgers series. Like, I, if, if I was in a coma and you told me that happened, I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, you're messing with me. Put me back to sleep. I don't want to hear it, you know? Yeah, I don't want to be alive in this world where kickers can't make field goals. Um yeah, man. I, I mean, good for the Phillies. Good for Philadelphia in general. Um, I don't really have any ties there, but I, I'm glad that they're uh, having a good time because it's it's rough when all you have are cheesesteaks to celebrate about your town. But um, I think from from where I sit, I was very surprised to see the Braves get knocked out. Yeah. Um, there might be something to uh, rest versus rust this year. I mean, because a lot of the really good teams didn't make it, um, and the Phillies are still swinging. Phillies are still swinging. Their lineup is what we've what we've kind of know who they're. We know who they are. They are a home run hitting strikeout team, and that's what we're seeing. The fact that Kyle Schwarber hasn't woken up yet is scary because he can easily he can easily wake up in this this NL the NLCS series. But let's talk about the other NLDS series real quick: the Dodgers and the Padres. Padres take the series three two one. And 
that might be the most disappointing of them all. I mean, I think the Braves one was a little bit more, was a shocking one because of how the defending champs looks like they're going to be going back to the World Series. The Dodgers win 111 games, one of the best seasons we've seen in decades. And they get, it's they got embarrassed by the San Diego Padres, which the Padres, the lineup doesn't even compare. The rotations don't even compare. The bullpens don't even compare. The whole rosters don't compare. It's it's embarrassing what the Dodgers did. There wasn't a lot of timely hitting. The Padres just did everything right. I mean, the Dodgers dominated the season series. I think won 14 out of 19 or something like that. And then something crazy. also had a 3 nothing lead in uh, that last game uh, of the series. Yet, I mean, coughed it up. A bullpen that usually is pretty good. It was raining in San Diego. I mean... A lot of unlikely events were happening. I mean, the Dodgers were up one nothing in the series and lost three straight to Blake Snell. Like, I, I mean, Joe Musgrove was great, and he's pitched well against the Dodgers in the past, but usually works really hard. Um, and I feel like the Padres, what they did ride is a good rotation. Um, they still don't have much hitting, but it was timely. I'll put it that way. Um, and I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers, I got big questions. It doesn't really matter because they're not playing anymore this year, but – Big question about Dave Roberts. He's won a COVID year with the best team in baseball every single season for like a decade. Like, they, I'm sorry. Like, unless he's just sitting there and doing what, whatever Andrew Friedman is walkie talking to him to say when you take a guy out. Um, but like pulling Tyler Anderson after five innings when he was throwing shutout baseball. I mean, that's always gonna um, that's gonna go down in history as a big big mistake. I, I the the game I lost, which was on Friday, the five inning pitcher game, which we all thought would be true, was true for one side. Tony Gonsolin could not pitch, at, really pitch well. I want to just look at this line real quick. Gonsolin went one and one thirds innings with a home run, four four hits, forty two pitches into the second inning. Basically, I was right on that. He wouldn't last more than – I thought he would – we have to go back and listen, but I, I think we were around the same amount of innings, three or four innings. But Tony Snell – Tony Snell, that's a freaking guard in the NBA. Blake, mm. uh, Blake Snell, five and a third innings pitched, pitched really well. Very surprising how the, these Dodgers hitters could not get anything done. What is the biggest takeaway, though, from that series, though, in your opinion? Um, since the Padres are moving on, I'm not going to make it about the Dodgers. I think it's the Padres riding a home crowd and, um, all it really took was stealing one game in LA and then it never went back there, um, which was huge. And I feel like that reminds me of what's going to need to be in store for these next series. I mean, the Padres Phillies, uh, about as close to a pick as you can get, uh, currently the, the Padres, cause they have home field advantage minus minus one twenty favorites. So, um that's basically screaming home field advantage only um and i mean it matters it certainly does especially in a seven game series but ultimately i think it matters less than in a five game series and certainly less in a three game series when every game's at home so um i i mean i don't believe that either of these two teams are the best representatives either one, one of them will be the best representative for the nl but they're here so uh we get to play with them I'm hyped, man. This is going to be an interesting series. So those two, those two teams are very unique. Brandon Marsh, type of guy that coming out of nowhere, he was with the Angels to start the year, gets traded over. Philly sees some sort of value defensively, maybe has the the game of his life in Game Four, and hits really well. So we're going to see a lot of that. A lot of no name guys coming up clutch. We're going to continue to see it. I don't care. If people like that or not, I don't like it. I don't like how Trent Grisham's an absolute monster all of a sudden. He batted under the Mendoza line this year, and now he's batting over 300 in the postseason. But that's the postseason for you. And just to tally off, the, the, the only series that was an absolute sweep was the Astros and the Mariners. The Mariners, unfortunately, in their only home game was an 18-inning affair that started off with King Felix throwing the first pitch. And it ended King with Felix. Yes. He threw out the first pitch in the game on Saturday. Uh, uh, before, the, before the game. Before the yes. Game. Before yes. The it started game. out with okay. King Felix throwing okay. the first pitch. I was and like, then, are you messing with me right now? I'm pretty sure he's been retired for a little bit. 
And then it ended with Luis Garcia throwing six shutout innings, two hits, struck out six. Dusty Baker has a lot of valuable arms in that in that bullpen. And being that, imagine having a reliable starting pitcher coming out and throwing five shutout innings to help that bullpen out is incredible. The Astros, it took them 18 innings to score one run. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? You want to just catch, catch the W. Kirby pitched great for the Mariners, seven strong innings, struck out five, a lot of clutch moments. Seawald had a really bounce, really awesome bounce back performance, four strikeouts in two innings. For Baker's bullpen, it just was one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning, one inning, and Hunter Brown, and then Garcia went multiple innings. Very impressed how McCullers pitched. Impressed with all, all over how the Astros played this series. I did predict a three-game sweep. I think that's not a surprise for a lot of people, but uh, it is sad to see the Mariners go. I mean, the Mariners could have won a lot of those games. Um, clearly, the 18-inning game, they basically played two of them, uh, but and, not scoring once in an 18-inning game is pretty tough or in two games equivalent, essentially. Uh, could have won, won Luis Castillo's start. Um, could have, I mean, could have, would have, should have, unfortunately. I think they've figured out that they have a great rotation they need to get some hitting uh they don't have enough yeah. of it um unfortunately but speaking of the astros i mean like i said earlier they're in great shape just basically watching two heavyweight fighters in the guardians and the and the yankees one more heavyweight than the other but still uh getting to watch them just throw haymakers over and over again through five games now um it's huge advantage for the, the astros i didn't necessarily think that um the mariners would be as much of a pushover, um, not that they were, but uh, only playing three games is a big deal. Um, so they're going to be, I mean, the, the rotation is going to be set. We'll see what happens and how Verlander bounces back from a pretty bad start. Oof, um, bad. But like, I mean, the Astros won three games. They could have lost all of them. So, um, I mean, we're trailing in all of them except for one where they led for an inning. So um, very close, but they got it done and uh i feel like they have got to be the uh, world series favorites being that the dodgers and the braves are out that they are definitely the world series favorites right now i mean talk about an easy road jesus christ man they don't have to face either the braves or the dodgers if they you know they uh, they have to still beat another team and hopefully they face the yankees and it's an old fashioned battle i mean which... i'm looking forward to that because i think that would be the best like spectacle to watch that's what that's why that's what mlb wants that's what manford wants he wants that yeah i don't really want anything that he wants but i agree but i (laughs) feel like the only chance that i'm gonna have to really bet the astros as an underdog in this playoffs will be against the yankees in the bronx um i don't really know what those numbers are going to be if they go to philly or san diego depends clearly on the pitching matchups but um unfortunately I, i like good teams i feel like i've i've been Circling the Astros for a while. They've been favorites for months now, it feels like. so. Um, but there's not much to talk about until we know who they're playing. We'll just have to wait and see. we got one more day ahead. One more day ahead, and then we'll be able to see the, the incredible matchup of whatever teams are going to be facing these Astros. But the teams that are waiting to play a game are the Phillies and the Padres. And we're already seeing game one, we mentioned before, that it'll be Zach Wheeler potentially it looks like that's the most uh, that's that's the case right now and you darvish is go already confirmed game one starter if wheeler is starting in game one that means wheeler and nola back to back in game one and game two and then wheeler will be ready in game five and nola in game six if those are necessary of course i like the phillies in this matchup offensively i think the phillies are a little bit more balanced we're seeing Nick Castellanos is having a better postseason than a better, than a regular season. We're seeing that. Of course, Harper is absolutely destroying the ball with Riamuto is hitting really well. You're getting uh, contributions from Gene Segura. There is uh, Reese Hoskins is emerging as a potential power threat. Seeing the giant home run he had in, against Spencer Strider, which did you see Strider's fastball on that? That was the slowest pitch he's thrown all year. It's like 93, 94. Don't think he was healthy, unfortunately. And I, I don't think like so either. The they pushed him. pushed him up too quickly, yeah. and that should have been Morton's start. Um, I don't know. They if were that stressing. Would I don't know if that would have changed much, but um, I mean, at one one, yeah, you need to win game three, I guess. But um, 
I don't know. Just I feel like also if we think about it, the Braves caught fire in a bottle last year, won the World Series despite being like an under 500 out of the playoffs type of team at the All-Star break until they made a bunch of trades at the deadline. So um, maybe we shouldn't have believed in them, but they were so hot this year and somehow dethroned the Mets. I mean, it's honestly, it's crazy to me how these playoffs have gone compared to the regular season. If you've been paying attention to the regular season, this has not been how anyone would have expected it. it it's just so ironic that there was three NL East teams that went to the playoffs and the two teams that won over 100 games are out. That's what's the beauty of the postseason, that anybody has a shot any given day. I like the Phillies in this series. I can see this kind of going into a deep series. You maybe go six games. I think it's going to be a battle. There's, hopefully we see a, a Juan Soto moment that turns his postseason around. If that's in... Um, I, he, I don't had know a, what, he had a big hit against the Dodgers that kind he of did. got the them two run single, yeah, yeah. yeah. opposite field single. We know Machado is the definitely the catalyst and the leader of that offense. He I mean, besides Trent Grisham, excuse me, don't forget Trent Grisham. Please put respect sorry. on his name. Put some respect on his name. I'm sorry, Trent Grisham. My bad. Yes, the most feared hitter in the Padres organization. All he might long. he might bunt with two strikes, but uh, he Scumbag. also might hit ten home runs in this series because there's seven games. I'm interested to see how the Phillies uh, pitched to Machado. Machado was walked a lot during this Dodgers series. You saw Machado get very frustrated at the plate because he was getting nothing to hit, and I think at one point he chased the ball outside of the zone because he was so anxious to get a hit and be a better a better uh, result than just being on first base. So I'm interested to see how that's going to be playing out. And hopefully the offense for the Phillies can continue. We know the two the two big aces in the front of that rotation will pitch well. It's a matter of who's going to come in the third and fourth for third game three and game four. So there's a lot of things going. I'm going to take Phillies in six. I, I think it's going to be a long series. I, I think it's going to be a battle. What do you think? Uh, if you're picking the Phillies, that probably is the most sensible uh, station because going to, to San Diego for game seven might be really tough. Um, I think I think the Phillies lineup is better than the Padres. I think the pitching starting pitching is is pretty. I think I'd probably lean Padres there. Uh, bullpen. I like the Padres, too. Um, I, I mean, Going through that lineup, Schwarber, if he's not if he's slumping, which he has been, I mean that could change really quickly. Of course, Bryce Harper, on the other hand, was piping hot. So Castellanos, you know Castellanos, he's finally ending seasons for teams instead of ending broadcasters' career. So that's a nice change for him. Um, I think, I mean, Reese Hoskins is about as hit or miss as you get. I mean, bad bad defense cost Zach Wheeler three runs, and and the only game they lost to the the Braves, but then hit a big home run, threw his bat down, like spiked it. Pretty cool. Like Jose Bautista probably was like, whoa, that was cool. Um, and, you know, I feel like I feel like I'll go Padres in seven because I, I just I feel like I feel like I'll go pitching and defense or pitching in bullpen. I I mean, I don't know what the deal is with uh, uh, former Yankee reliever David Robertson um hurting himself celebrating a Bryce Harper home run which I guess he had a lot of opportunities to do that um in the wild card round but wasn't available and even if he is available for this championship series that kind of gives me a Spencer Strider feeling that he's not really gonna be that available I don't really like I mean Sir Anthony Dominguez is great um he's a little less trustworthy I think than than I expect with that uh with that that arm strength. Um, are you? Am I putting you to sleep? Is that what? Is that what you're just? No, I, I, I don't. I don't know if you saw, but Sir Anthony Dominguez at the final out, he struck him out, and then he just went like this. Oh, and did this. Put, he put him to sleep. Gosh. Put him to sleep. A lot of sleeping celebrations. Josh Naylor, Sir Anthony Dominguez. It clearly doesn't matter if you're from the Dominican or you're from America. Um, a lot of. I mean, I'm used to the like the, the spooning yourself, you know, Zeke style from back in the day, but Zeke wasn't doing a lot of that this afternoon or this evening. Um, but I'll finish this off with uh, Zach Eflin as an important bullpen arm just doesn't give me uh, a good feeling. Um, so I'll take, I don't really like the Padres lineup, as you know, um, I sorry, Trent Grisham and all his uh, fan club is listening to this podcast, but <laughs> um, I do think the Padres have an underrated home field advantage and an extra game at home. Um, so I'll take the Padres uh, to win in seven. 
I'm going to give a shout out to those Philly fans. They were on one the entire freaking weekend, and they're going to bring it in the NLCS. I like the Phillies. You like the Padres. It's going to be a nice battle. I think it's going to be an underrated series. I think it's going to be uh, a lot of awesome situational stuff. I wonder what Syndergaard's going to do in this postseason. That's a valuable arm. I know he's not the Syndergaard from his Mets days when he was pitching the World Series, and he had some sort of value in that postseason run for the Mets. I wonder if he's opener style for game three or game four. I wonder if Suarez, but I'm assuming Suarez will be the game three starter. It makes sense. It's going to be awesome to see. To let's go a quick ad break with you, and then we'll go right into our best bets to end off the show. Sure. Uh, use the promo code playoffs20, playoff, plural S. So playoffs20. Try not to give you the S's. I have a windscreen in front of my mic, but hopefully you can all hear that. Playoffs, plural, 20. Get 20% off for all listeners. Good for seven days from this podcast release. Um, trying to get my picks out uh, late night or early morning, depending on when I can do it. There's a lot of soccer stuff coming up this week. So if you've been riding the train there, uh, please keep riding along. It's been really fun. Um, also, Steve Fedzik's crushing it. You got Mackenzie Rivers giving out NBA picks that are starting, I think, on Tuesday, the NBA season starts. I know you just did a fantasy basketball draft, right? Um, Nikola Jokic, you know, just a triple-double machine. Um, but use the co- promo code PLAYOFFS20, and uh, now we'll get into best bets. So uh, we have one line available. I'll shout out my uh, proposed, or I guess the guest that I have also for – um the game one of philadelphia at san diego we'll start with game five uh which has happened to you on monday so on podcast release day aaron savale and and we might as well go through this one in in depth because um there's not a lot on this on this card ultimately uh but aaron savale on the road at jameson tyone uh if you fast forward through earlier in the episode we don't recommend that but if you did aaron savale hasn't pitched in a while um, was one of the worst starting pitchers in all of baseball. Kind of got it together, finished the year on a better note, um, though he did face some pretty weak offenses. But hasn't been seen in this series. He's a big curveball guy. Doesn't have a huge amount of velocity in his fastball. Um, so he's going to have to be in the strike zone uh, often, or else the Yankees are going to teeing off on that fastball. Uh, I don't know if they'd really sit curveball and try to yank those over the wall, but um, in that little league field, it's certainly possible. Um, Jamison Tyone, on the other hand, coming out of the bullpen, didn't do well, took the loss in game two, um, should be in a decent rest position and had a really good year, I think, for uh, maybe you can answer this on your expectations, but um, might be a little bit off his normal routine considering he just came off the came out of the bullpen. I imagine they probably staggered his innings knowing that might happen, but um, I feel like a lot of these guys that are probably potential starters that it might be swing men are, are throwing their bullpen sessions after games in case they um, need to get used and need to throw during it. So it doesn't throw them off too far. Uh, but current number is that Jameson Tyone moving up to minus 150 as we speak. It was like 142 when we started recording uh, 12 hours ago. And the over under is seven and a half. Um, and uh, I guess. Tell me what you think about Jamison Tyone. Uh, remind us what you you said, four innings, but uh, give me an idea of kind of what you're expecting from him, and then I'll try to give a prediction on Aaron Savali. I do have some Aaron Savali numbers, I'll say, at the end okay. of my okay. Tyone yeah, yeah. Um, rant here. I, I believe in Tyone to get to get out on, on Monday. Tyone, I've talked about him at great lengths a lot this year. He is not a strikeout guy. He's topped out at eight strikeouts four times this year. He is going to try and push. He really doesn't, he doesn't go that that far into starts usually. Tomorrow, being that is a do-or-die game, everybody and their mother is ready to go except for Garrett Cole for the Yankees. And I don't know what the whole decision with Clay Holmes is. I don't know how they're going to handle him tomorrow. I'm assuming he's ready to go. You got to be. I, I I don't care if you're you have your left arm is not there. You have your right still. Throw, get outs. I'm assuming this is how I would do it. I think Tyone's going to pitch three innings and then Cortez to come in and try getting some length, and then they'll have Lawizaga ready to go. Wandy might pitch. He's only through seven pitches. Clark Schmidt's available, of course. Clay Holmes. 
maybe also a underrated guy in Trevino as well, who's all ready to go. Will we see some other starting pitchers come out? I don't know. I think the first two guys is, of course, Tyone, and then I think Nestor's next. Hopefully, hopefully Tyone can settle in early, and then Savali gets rocked early. And speaking of Savali getting rocked, this year, not so hot, Griff, against the New York Yankees. 0-2 with a 10 ERA, 9 innings pitched, 12 hits, a fat 10 earned runs. Easy math there. Yes, I'm just spelling it out to everybody here. Career-wise, he is 1-3 against these Yankees with a 4-7-8 ERA in 26 and a third innings pitched. Pitched a lot better in 2021, but that was a year ago. Talking about this year, 10 earned runs in nine innings. Very, very, very bad numbers if you are Aaron Savali going to pitch in the Bronx. And, and those two starts this year, Savali pitched in the Bronx. Uh, he did not pitch in the Bronx. Yes, he did. He his first start against the Yankees this year on April 24th, three innings, six earned runs, seven hits allowed. And of course, in his last start against the Yankees on July 2nd, which was, I think, the second game of a doubleheader, he let up four earned runs and walked two. So, what do you think from those numbers, Griff? Do you have any faith in the Guardians getting some sort of production of Aaron Savali? And how many innings do you think Savali will go on Monday? Uh, looking back even a little further uh, into 2021, when Savali was a lot better of a pitcher, um, was actually like a fantasy pitcher worthy caliber pitcher at that point, was not this year. Uh, he, on September 18th, 2021, lowered his ERA to 3.4 for the season with a six inning shutout, six shutout innings at the Yankees in the Bronx, uh, an 11 to three win. Only one walk, but uh, his other times facing the Yankees, other three starts. He's had four starts in the last two seasons. Three of them have been pretty ugly. Uh, a lot of walks in those. And I feel like it really depends on if he can get that curveball over, if he can locate his fastball. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on, and I don't really like the environment for him. And to really touch on kind of the projection or, or how many outs he'll get, I mean, I think three innings is a, a maximum type of output here. Uh, and I feel, it, like it, I, I feel like the, the reins will be very, very tight. And if he, I think honestly might be, if I don't know if you start the game, if you still have to do three batters, I assume you do. Um, but that might be like three batter minimum, like any type of trouble that he gets in after that, he might be out. The problem is based on not starting Shane Bieber on three games, three days rest in game one makes me think there's no chance he's pitching uh, on two days rest game in game five. And if he, or if he, I mean, certainly not starting, but if he does pitch, it's a very diminished capacity, in my opinion, like one, two innings, something like that, maybe three maximum. Um, but I feel like the guardians haven't really been willing to throw caution in the wind. They're trying to get through the series, but not damage their franchise. They are a small, small market team. They don't want to spend, they've been shedding payroll for years. I think a lot of people are kind of surprised that they even got here. They basically locked up Josie Ramirez and that's basically it. Um, Bieber's got two years, I think, left of ARB. I looked at his contract this weekend. So it's just not really looking good for Cleveland. I feel like the Yankees are are bought in. They're at home. They've got a lot more money. They're going to be fighting this one tooth and nail. Everyone's available except for Cole, as we mentioned, who, who pitched today. Um, I think it's going to be really hard for the Guardians to do this. I mean, they're going on the road, huge underdogs. They're going to a park where they're not built to single in everybody. I mean, they got 15 hits, the Yankees five in uh in game four in game three to and they had to steal that one um i just feel like this kind of all points to the yankees i gotta say yeah. um i as an underdog player that makes me a little uncomfortable as a non-yankee supporter um makes me even more uncomfortable um but i mean that's kind of where i sit with that one um and and we'll do best bets end of show so i guess now we'll just do a, a quick run through of what we expect the, the phillies potters game to be uh, unless you had something you want to touch on more about this game. I say I'll I'll start getting real nervous, Griff, when Stefan and Classe are in this game when it's like a one-run game. The Yankees are up just by one run, and they're putting Classe, and Classe pitches two innings, and they're just getting shut out, which is 100% possible. I, I'll get nervous. I think this could be a low-scoring game. Because the Guardian, I I just, it's just a matter of if the Yankees just get a couple a couple of runs on the board, 
and hold that lead, it's tough to face that bullpen. And we've seen that this postseason. We've seen it the entire series. It ain't easy facing this Guardians bullpen. And we saw in the series before against the worst offensive team in the postseason, the Tampa Bay Rays. So I'm just afraid to see the Yankees with a short lead or even down by one late in the game to have a chance of winning. So um, we'll, we'll, let's let's touch on this. All right, last – nope, nope, nope. You just, you just brought it up. All right, so if we're going Aaron Savale, if okay. Bieber's not available for that much, so let's say Aaron Savale in some magical world where there's only gumdrops and lollipops goes three innings. I mean, sure. you've got six innings left to cover. Maybe two of those are Shane Bieber – I feel like less likely they'll use a young arm like McKenzie. I feel like he's probably unavailable. Yeah, um, so. so that's that's five innings right there, and that's like a best-case scenario. Classe for two, they get you to seven. Eniel De Los Santos for one. Karen Chak, one. I mean, that gets you to nine innings right there, so maybe one less from Classe. Stefan goes in there. I mean, it's just really hard for me to see how this works um, with good pitchers on the mound. I mean, I, I don't think – it's really looking harder and harder for me to see. I mean, certainly anything can happen. Um, I don't think that Aaron Savali would have much success. And I just don't think they have a long enough bullpen and God forbid if this game goes 10 or 11 innings, I think you could see some fireworks big time. Cause I, I don't even know what the guardians are going to do. And at the, the Astros are just laughing about it. Probably sitting in there in their club. They're, house, like, they're rubbing chilling. their hands together. Dude. Yeah. They're, they're just probably... salivating. They're, they're so they're, they're going to, they're watching. They're, they're, I can tell you this right now. The Astros off front office, the coaches, the managers, the players are all nitpicking at both of these teams and find their weak weaknesses, which they do all the time, all season long. But especially now, they can watch at home and they know they're facing one of these teams. It's not like there's a big bracket anymore. Brackets are a lot smaller now, so it's gonna be it's gonna be dicey. Griff, it's gonna be very fucking dicey. But you want to just finish off this this? Yeah. Are you? Padres yeah. series. That's how game. Yeah. One. So I mean, the Astros are probably just sharpening their buzzers for uh, the next series, and uh, next we'll go. And I guess I'll just give you my line for the Padres. Um, I'm I'm projecting Wheeler Darvish. I feel like you confirmed that, so I feel comfortable enough there. I think you Darvish is going to be a really slight minus one twenty favorite. That's what I have right now. So hundred twenty wins you hundred bucks. Um, pretty short. I mean, that's basically a standard home field advantage type of line for a normal team two average teams in major league baseball in the playoffs i think you shrink them a little bit because the teams are a lot better than you normally see but uh from lineup side i think we've already talked about it we both would prefer the phillies by a large margin um even though the schwarbers of the world have not been so hot in these playoffs uh but i really like zach wheeler to to keep a, a padres lineup really quiet I think Darvish can do the same to Philly, and then I prefer Darvish in the bullpen later. I don't know. I, I keep going both ways. Like, which one would I rather prefer, or something like that? As I, as we talked about our series picks earlier, um, rewind if you want to hear that stuff. But um, no number right now, so probably can't use it as a best bet. So, um, do you want to lead us off with your uh, best bet for this Monday episode? Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll say one side. I just want to add on the Wheeler thing. Yeah, yeah. I think Rob Thompson who is first-year experience manager, has done a great job. I don't think he's scared of leaving a guy like Wheeler or Nola out too long. Like, I think he's he's okay with going seven innings if they can do it. Um, Wheeler has gone 12 and in third innings pitched and two starts, nine strikeouts, only up three earned runs, two walks. I think if you want to make a statement game in game one, you let Wheeler go as far as he can go and work it from there. That's just, that's my final thoughts on that. Um, I'll, I'll take Wheeler and the, the Phillies in game one for the big series game five of the NL ALDS guardians and Yankees. Of course, I'll be taking the home favorites here at minus one fifty. New York Yankees and James Tyone. This is do or die, man. I think Savali might have a lot of trouble coming in game five, seeing his uh, experience this year, let alone his whole career facing the Yankees is not great. So, and we know who Savali is. He's a North of the board, North of four, maybe hitting the mid fives ERA kind of pitcher. And it's all a matter of getting runs early because if the games are close with the guardians bullpen, it's going to be dicey. So Yankees minus minus one fifty. 
lock it in. I like the pick. I I don't really like numbers that high personally, but I just don't feel like the Guardians are worth a player. So I'm going to go with over seven and a half in uh, Monday's game. I just don't really, I feel like there's a lot of relievers coming to this game and there might be some panic that ensues. And I feel like if things start going poorly, that's only going to hurt the team that's in more of a hole. Um, I feel like there's going to be a ton of bullpen use here. And I feel like that means if someone's not on, things get ugly pretty quickly in the Yankees ballpark. Uh, I feel like a lot of balls can scrape over that wall uh, and score one, two, three, or four runs at a time. So I'm going to go over seven and a half. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Um, and if you want to slide in some DMS, give us some ideas for what you would like to hear the rest of the playoff series. Uh, please let, myself and taylor know uh, and we will certainly try to grab anything you guys are interested in props or other things if we can find a way to do them um and uh i'm just really happy to hear that garrett cole earned his pinstripes with a big <laughs> a big performance in the division series of the playoffs i i can sense a lot of sarcasm out of that <laughs> statement there and i'm gonna tell you to fuck off because <laughs> garrett cole saved this season that's all i'm gonna say the yankees don't win Garrett calls a bad game. They're going home and playing golf. He's got his pinstripes. He does. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Ringgold. You guys can follow me all over social media, Instagram, TikTok, my website, taylorringgold.com. All my content is there. I'll be making a lot more content and getting a lot of some interviews done throughout the, the, the remainder of this 2020 calendar year. Enjoy everyone sticking around. We are heading into the deeper parts of the postseason. Game five of the ALDS is today. Lock in your bets early before the 7.07 Eastern Standard Time start. I'm excited. Griff's excited. We got a lot of postseason ahead. Let's go, Yankees. Let's go, Yankees. And let's 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 have a fucking ball. We everyone wants Yankees Astros. Everybody wants Yankees Astros, including Griff. I know he's anti-Yankee, but I know you want that too. Earn your pinstripes, Jameson. Earn them. He needs a solid ratings. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll catch you guys on Friday. Talk to you guys soon.